Travel Kit for the Mental with San Canessa. Rise and stretch. Thank you for this cup of coffee for I don't know why I need to get up. I'm San Canessa welcoming you to Survival Kit for the Mental. Squeezing your mind and gut tightly from Central America. I'm a painter, artist, noisemaker, mover shaker, neurodiversity activist, bipolar queer human from El Salvador. Yes, that tiny little nugget below Mexico, below Guatemala. Gratitude for my friends and family who keep making me make sense of this life. What would I do without you? Thank you for voices in my head that guide me to record these fascinating, controversial rants in which I get to explore my own mentals, mental health, and the arts, and what it means to survive these times that make absolutely no sense. Attempting to indeed make sense of it all, Together, maybe, we will create a survival kit to endure our mind and this world. May this podcast inspire you to play and doubt everything. Hello. It's a sunny Sunday morning here in Boulder, Colorado, and welcome to episode 23, Moody While in Relationship. First of all, I would like to acknowledge that, whoa, it's going to be six months since I started this podcast, and damn, season one is coming to its end. Not yet. Two more episodes. And I'm really hoping to bring in some new dynamicism into season two. We'll see. I'll see. That's kind of what, you know, we have to say to everything today and nowadays. We will see. Because we have no idea what's going to happen, nor what is actually happening to the world and ourselves and our communities. News, it's amazing being in the United States and seeing the different kind of news one gets in this country versus in a Central and Latin American country. Mind blowing, but this is not new news. Obviously, if you have spent a little bit of time outside of the US and are a USAA hey, you know this, and if you don't, you have absolutely no idea. But I'm not here today to make a propaganda nor a statement. So on this 4th of weird July, there is, you know, the celebration of the independence, which all I'm gonna do is wear black for a dance class in support of Black Lives Matter and because my dance teacher made the invitation. I'm staying at home. I don't celebrate Independence Days. I've never done so. 
not in El Salvador, where I'm from. My birthday is on the day of independence. And what do I do on that day? Stay inside, regardless of COVID or not. So yeah, wow. Welcoming in again this Sunday morning in Boulder, Colorado. I had a pretty wild week. I've been the highest I've ever been in my life, literally. I climbed up a steep mountain somewhere near Durango, Colorado, and I went up 14,000 feet. It was beautiful, up to 10,000 feet, where I could truly enjoy the landscape and was like, God, is this Switzerland or the sound of music or am I in the highlands? And no, I was in the Rocky Mountains. But then I got to 12,000 feet and I got a little bit disoriented. You know, I couldn't further enjoy the height, the altitude, nor the company. So I had a mood swing, which is the theme of this week's podcast. How to be in relationship while moody. Whoa. I mean, it's been a saga, and I have to admit, I'm finding it that there might be a chance where one can be moody in relationship and not send your fucking relationship to the dumps every time you're moody, or not even consider having a relationship because of your mood swings. And so the two major components, and I'll go back to the mountain story, our communication and self-responsibility and acknowledgement about your moods. You know, I come to recognize that a lot of the times people have taken my moods personal and I've blamed my moods on others as well. And of course, I've been keeping a mood journal and I'm therapy and I do support groups and I have my practices and come to realize I'm moody regardless. So how do I take responsibility for my moods and not ruin someone else's life or day or experience or trip or moment and allow both people or the whole group of people in relationship to be who they are, allowing the other to be who they are and not needing to the other to be anything else but themselves, which is not always pleasant and moody or not, not everyone's pleasant all the time. So going back to the mountain story, yeah, I was up there and I was, you know, there with, you know, my partner and her parents and I, of course, they're outdoors people. I'm not. And I really, you know, because I have a big ego, wanted to make a good impression, right? I'm good at what I do. And so my Mars is in Aries. So <clears throat> there I go. And there's a moment where I knew, I knew that this wasn't going to be a breeze for me. And I knew that I was going to eat shit. Um, but I still went for it, right? And I love that I went. I shared good conversations. I got to know everyone a little bit better. And I'm appreciative of what these nature excursions bring to a community or a group of people, which 
is deepen not only their roots, but deepen their knowing of each other and oneself. So there we were at 12,000 feet, you know, and the parents are like, woo, 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 hiking, hiking, hiking. And they're like, oh my God, this way, not that way. And I'm just there like, fuck, I don't want to vomit, but I kind of have vertigo. And I feel like bending down in fours and just holding on to the gravel, which at one point I did. And I do have scratches. They're very darling on my legs. And, you know, I had to stand up and be like, yo, I can't move forward. What's the point? I can't even look outside. I can't even appreciate the views. I need to look at my freaking feet. So why do I need to climb up all the way to the top to look at the top and then almost vomit and then go back down to say that I climbed to the top? And so they laughed and were so appreciative and accepting. And they were like, let's just take a little snack over here and go back down. And I witnessed in my body, I felt shame. I cried a little. I was so embarrassed. I felt disappointed. I felt like a wuss. I felt like I always give in to my moods. And of course, after we ate, I was like, so do you want to continue? And they're like, no, this is fantastic. We're enjoying ourselves. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, no one's day was ruined because I had a mood swing. And the vertigo was real, right? I hope. I don't know because my mind really convinces me of things and this I am aware of. But at that point, there was a mountain, right? I was like high up. So I didn't have the custom to know discernment at that altitude. And I was just shocked at how happy they were of spending time together, you know? And it wasn't like the goal for them wasn't to make it to the top. They had been to the top many times. The goal for them was to be in relationship and enjoy time together regardless of the outcome. So this was a big humbling lesson for me and I deeply enjoyed that hike. And so, yeah, that's one collective story. And you know, I'm living with my partner now. It's been a month and since the beginning, it was so obvious that I had mood swings and that she took my mood swings personal or tried not to, but it was hard not to. And I recognized that the more self-accountability I have towards my mood swings, the easier they are to navigate with another and even with myself because there is a an autonomy to be like, okay, take some time out. Okay, this is not the time to talk about this. Okay, you're being reactive, so watch your words. Keep your thoughts. And it's been such a good teaching on how to shut the fuck up because I do, that's the struggle. When I feel something, I want to say it and I take up space and I don't care. And so this, you know, taking responsibility for my mood swings is allowing me to give even, to give myself space, to give myself room to fully understand and grasp 
what's happening. And it's not always pleasant. I don't know if this is a quality of being bipolar or a narcissist or a self-absorbed person, but it's not always pleasant to let go of what you consider being right, of what one considers one's reality, and including someone you love because it's not necessarily the, the fact that if you don't love someone, you don't wanna listen, or if you love them, you wanna listen. When you're unable to listen or haven't taught yourself, or when you haven't learned as a child with mood swings to discern and cope and to give back to those you love, it is really tricky and difficult to let that go. Because, you know, I do a lot of work to change, right? I wanna be better, I wanna improve, I wanna have healthier relationships, I wanna be able to give back to my community, and it's really fucking uncomfortable. And it makes, me angry sometimes and it makes me frustrated and disappointed with myself and I do have a very present perfectionist card and I want everything to be right but I want everything to be right in my own terms in my own way and it is one of my biggest challenges to listen and to know that I'm not always right and that my way isn't the right way and that I want to start believing that by following others in other ways I will continue to expand and this is very uncomfortable and not pleasurable because the pleasure comes after the pleasure comes when you feel the lightness after you've acknowledged your mood swing and then you see how on conflicting it can be in relationship and you feel this fresh water shed over your body and you're like wow this is bearable this is possible I don't need to stay in my suffering and expand it to others one of the biggest knockers for me has been when my therapist tells me I'm a plague and by a plague we laugh it's not abusive it's not passing boundaries but she allows me the opportunity to recognize what a pain in the ass I am and she invites me to bring in health like the goal and the goal of love and the goal of relationships and the goal of projects is to bring health into what you do into what you relate with into what you care for and so I tend to be asking myself the question quite often in relationship to my partner, to my friendships, to my work, am I bringing in health? Am I health? And when I'm not, how the hell do I learn to keep it to myself? Because if I'm putrefying, like why do I need to putrefy my surroundings? Why if I'm having a bad day, does 
the one next to me need to have a bad day. And I don't need them to have a bad day to validate my feelings. They can coexist because everything lives in one moment. I think that's what they mean when they say all is one. It's not saying that, you know, all humans are one. It's saying that everyone can exist in one place in the one time and allow and exist and coexist at once. And I'm remembering, you know, that I've said it before in another episode when there's this tale of, you know, a human being standing on a pile of leaves and all these leaves, it's the fall and all these leaves are pointing at different directions and all these directions are valid and they all exist at the same time and they're not eliminating the other. They're just coexisting. And that is what all is one, all is one means. You know, it's like that is actual unity. It doesn't necessarily need to be in agreement. It needs, it means in respect, in relationship with, regardless of both and. And so, yeah, being in relationship consciously and with intent to grow is pretty trippy because it's definitely allowing me the chance to see that and to want to see that because harmony doesn't look like a perfect pile of stacked dominoes. It doesn't always look like the fucking perfect clean house and clean bedroom and perfectly watered plants, which is my dream. But it's the dream I made out of fear and out of the sensation that I didn't have any control and that if I control these things, I would be okay. And as I expand myself into knowing that I'm going to be okay regardless of how the dominoes are placed, regardless of the outcome of a conversation, I am more open and available to communicate my moods, to hear others' moods, and to take responsibility and autonomy for my own moods. What is so wild about this is that I'm feeling and learning that I don't need to control to belong. Belonging in relationship, belonging in my body. Like I can let go of control in my perfect domino pile of my perfect domino pile and still belong to my domino still be one of my domino. And it's so beautiful because it's so, I'm so grateful to be finally able to start listening just a little to other people's perspectives and stories and to find comfort in sitting and saying, I have no idea what that feels like. I have no idea what it would be to be, you know, you, to be someone else, race, color, gender, identity, everything, neurology, sexuality, I have no idea. And I used to be very afraid 
because if I heard something different, I felt challenged. I felt questionable. I felt like my identity was taken. And now with this knowing of belonging and autonomy of mood swings and autonomy of my neurology and myself and my emotional body and my psychical sensations and my soul, I'm feeling more capable to see others and know that there is many truths in one. So I don't know what you've experienced with being moody and in relationship or how you navigate moods in relationship. I'd love to hear it because the more tools, the more power. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to build a solid foundation here in Survival Kit for the Mental and I would really love your feedback and stories because hey, as I just say, I'm listening. So please email me at mentalpopcorntime at gmail.com. And again, to support this podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and check out my art at www.sancanesa.com. Keep it real. Keep it open. Keep it humble. Keep it autonomous in your own moods. Lots of love. Until next time. Bye. Survival Kid for the Mental with San Canessa.